following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast with your host, EZD, Derek Jaws, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaturski, and Austin Kelm, the Stat Man. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. I, as always, am EZD, Derek Jaws, and I am here joined by the returning from a two-week hiatus, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich. What's up, buddy? How we doing, folks? I have What's a question. On? Yeah, hit big, me. Did you bring the tits? I, I always bring the tits. We have been titless on this show for two fucking weeks, and, and we need to change And that. I, for one, am sick of it. I am sick of not having tits. Well, here we are. Here we are. NHL, listen, this is HTS on ice, and, and we are going to talk about the fire that's been NFL free agency, too. So we're going to get the best in both worlds. I call it hot ice. Yeah. I call it Some hot warm ice. ice. I warm up the Lukewarm ice is best of both worlds. top ice. I mean, you don't want cold ice. No, and this might even go top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. Oh, no, no, no. What kind of cookies are we talking, though? I don't know. Honestly, okay, hot, you want the hottest take I'm going to drop on this since the Giants are going to win the NFC East? Yeah, let's go. Oatmeal raisin cookies, wildly underrated. Oh, absolutely. Wildly absolutely. underrated. They're, they're a top three cookie for me. It's chocolate chip, oatmeal raisin, snickerdoodle. Yeah, I think I think oatmeal raisin's at the top for me. I think I have it, all They're three, amazing. All three, I go oatmeal raisin, snickerdoodle, good old chocolate chip. Wow. that's. I mean, you're you're definitely undervaluing the chocolate chip. But it's yeah. a, I get it. It's, I get it. You want to be but different, a goodie, but it, like it's it's you want to be different. It's overdone. Allegedly. All right. So there's some some big some hot news coming out on ice here. Uh, first and foremost, 17 days into the L's of March for the Buffalo Sabers, um, we posted a they posted their schedule as a as a phone background. We edited it to put all the L's in place before the before the month started, and uh, wildly we, correct. By wild, the way, so far we're nine for nine. Uh, and day 17 of the L's of March, they finally decided to fire Kruger. Old Freddy's gone, huh? Bye. I mean, like, the writing was on the wall, but I... For I, everybody but the owners, apparently. Okay. This is a full season too late. So, <laughs> Come on. now there's a, lot of rumbl- there's a lot of rumblings out there that ownership, either majority stake or the entire stake, they're going to try to sell the Sabres. And a lot of the thought process, because they, they, they've been in trouble with the oil business has been down since Corona. The the entertainment industry, which they seem to be trying to have as their second go-to after oil, immediately took a dive with Corona, including these two teams that they own. And like 716 shut down and all that stuff. So they've been hurting. They clearly have focused on the bills. And the one of the big things that, that people were speculating was that they weren't going to make a change until ownership changed. So that's kind of interesting that it got so bad where they they really did step in if they are truly going to let somebody else focus and control the Sabres. You know, it may not be a may not be a bad thing at this point at bare minimum. I said I said that too like even if it you just selling the majority stake in the Sabres and like letting somebody who has the time to focus on it, focus on it. Yeah. Because it's very clear that the bills are their priority. They're, okay, that's fine. Yeah, and More I, money no, in it, bigger, bigger. Like and nobody yeah. in Buffalo is upset about that. It's just, if you're going to do that, then don't also, don't drag down the Sabres with your bullshit. And that's the thing. Like, we may, we make the jokes that, like, every time the Bills win a game, you know, the Sabres fire a scouting team. Like, which this year... I don't know how. True oh, it is, oh, yeah. We don't have any. We don't have any WHL scouts. Did you hear that whole thing? No. 
we for the whole Western Hockey League and the Canadian Junior League, which is starting up late. So, like, you know, you could have time to get a guy, <laughs> but we're not going to hire him because we don't have the money. So we're just going to we're just going to video scout that whole that whole week. Oh, that's tough. I can video scout. I can pull up the highlights on YouTube. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's pathetic. <laughs> Listen, man, drop an email. Yeah, I know. I might, I, might hey, drop I, some suggestions. I got a guy. I created the tits. Yeah, if only that was relevant to the Canadian Junior Hockey League. No shit. <laughs> listen, you probably could make it. I probably you, you could, could, but I'm not investing the time into that. <laughs> I want, at least by the NFL season, I want individual player tits. I, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> I, I, know, gotta, I know you have. But the thing is, is like I'd have to go through each individual player. And, yeah, and, that's, and that's a that. lot. Like I, so. I would say pick a position if you wanted to do it, but that's that's insane. Yeah, but here's the thing. If I pick a position, it's going to be it's gonna be D end or tight end because those are the two positions that I love. So no. nobody's going to really care about those. I disagree. <laughs> you can show me. If you can show me how Lee Smith garnered a draft pick in a trade. He didn't. Uh, that, that one, <laughs> I don't know what Bean pulled out of his ass there, what he has on the Atlanta Falcons GM, but the fact that a team gave us draft capital for Lee Smith is hysterical. I, I, I just think it's awesome, but uh, you know what else is really co- is really fun is there is a thirty point difference on the tits between the Sabers and the Lightning. That's awesome. Yeah, the Lightning are sitting at twenty three point five seven. The Sabers at negative thirteen. Yeah, not great. The best part the best part of that is they're they're two full points behind the team ahead of them. Yeah, That's I, I was I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. Uh, Anaheim is doing their dangest to 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 lose games in really impressive ways, and they can't score goals. They're a rebuilding team, but they're trying hard. And the Sabers are just like, hold my beer, watch this tire fire go down. It's gonna be incredible. Oh, God. It's this- honestly like I'm pissed that we are not in the Atlantic Division anymore because we could just be like, oh, the Titanic, bottom of the Atlantic, ha ha ha, have all these jokes, and all of them are useless now. Right. Oh God. But it really is like watching the Titanic go down. There's it's nothing so you can bad. do, and you're just like, I can't stop watching it go down in it's, flames. It's a train wreck. We we were playing football the other night, and we got done with the game. I don't know if you guys saw, if you're listening to this, if you saw the tweet or not, follow us on Twitter at HTS underscore pod. Um, we put out there that you know we were talking about, oh, time to go see, time to go see how the Sabers did. Meanwhile, the Sabers lost six nothing. The Sabers <laughs> yeah. played about as well as our team did on uh, the flag football field that night. It was Oof. a rough one. Well, I mean that's not wrong. We didn't get it. We did not get an offensive touchdown. Couldn't couldn't score. I blame the ta- the offensive tackle on I that. I do too. I sucked that night. Flat out sucked. Tough times. I had a rough game. First rough game of the year. Yeah. But hey, everybody gets one. Everyone gets one. I'm, I, my my feet felt slow. A little logy that day. <laughs> but uh, that time change fucked me up. Yeah, that's what it was. It was yeah. the spring ahead. It really was. No joke. That really did fuck me up. Too. Like two days. It's, like, it's, two it's days not late. great. Sunday, I was fine. Sunday, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're good. Like, I should feel like this. I woke up Monday and I was like, why am I so tired? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, because I'm trying to keep track of how bad the Sabers are. Got it. See, tied it back. Somebody's got to do it. Tied you know, it it's 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 a it's a thankless job, and you know, we don't really want to do it, but but we kind of have to. And I mean, here we are. Th- th- we are here. Like, like I, I've been saying this for the for all the years. Like, everybody on the Sabers fandom keeps threatening to stop watching the games. Are you really going to? Did you stop watching the Bills when it was bad? I want to know because, like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm I'm going to end up watching every game. It's just the way it is. I want to know how many people are actually going to go to the game. How many people are going to pay to go see? Do you, this they already. Right they now? already. Put out the tickets. I know they put out the tickets. Yeah, the two thousand tickets, and they only sold eight hundred. Okay, 
And I was going to say, because I know... They the- sold less than 50% because nobody wants to pay full retail plus COVID tests to go watch that product on the ice. Right. I would pay... I would pay... We were saying, I would pay $6 to go stay, stand in the 300 levels and just boo this team relentlessly. Yeah. Like, that would be a good time for me. But they don't even have alcohol in the stadium. They got a, the worst team in the league st- by point percentage in the history of the league right now. That's awesome. They are on pace to be the worst team in, the, in league history. That... Like... It took halfway through March. Now, granted, they started the season late. It wasn't your. We also haven't late. won a game in March in like six years. That's awesome. Like I, I'm just sitting here. It took halfway through March. Half like, is are we at the halfway point of the season? Or are we after the halfway point now? We, yeah, last night was our was our halfway point. So last night was it took the halfway point of a historically bad team to can your coach. Right. I wish I had that kind of fucking sway at my job. I'm a, like I'm like I'm in a union. I know. I don't, I don't this, think I don't think I could be that bad for that long and not get fired. I, I, I there's no there's no reason for it to be bad either. That's the worst part is you look at uh, you look at the team on paper and it's like yeah there's some weaknesses but there's no reason. Man, listen, I I I'm gonna say something completely arrogant, but like at this point watching the Sabers, I'm pretty sure I could step on the ice and make a significant difference for that team. Yeah, because I've seen you play sports. You play hard. Right. And that is, that is like, one of the main things. Like, I mean, Adams, 12 There's just, days ago, yeah. 12 days ago, Kevin Adams came out and called out the Sabres' competitiveness. It's if not you're there. A, if you're a professional athlete and somebody's questioning your competitiveness, quit. That's what I'm saying. Like, for fun, my, my number one thing when I show up is, how bad does everybody else want to play today? And guess what? If I went to the Sabres... I mean, honestly, anybody goes to the Sabres. Pretty much everybody's more competitive than them. But anybody who steps on the Sabres and it's like, how bad do you want to play today? And they're like, eh. You know what I mean? It's just, oh. It's and then wild. the only guy who did, it was Dylan Cousins. He gets boarded. No call. No response. Well, no. Colin Miller actually did respond. But just, like, the one guy we had who was, like, the young kid who was trying to, like, step up and do all the things right. And he gets clocked from the side into the boards. And now he's out. Oh man! Literally everything this year. You, yeah. Jake McCabe looks great, blows his knee apart. Will Borgen looks great, fractures his forearm. Ristolainen looks great, goes on the COVID list, comes back. The coaches play him twenty five minutes a night after he was just like he couldn't breathe and he didn't think he was going to make it through the night. And they just said, "Here's twenty five minutes of ice time." Everything is just like Taylor Hall playing in front of the net, playing hard, gets shoved by P.K. Subban, and Colin Miller's slap shot blasts him in the face. Everything on this team is a joke right now. Yeah. It's hilarious. At I, this point, it's a comedy. I, I, I saw that slap shot to the face. That, like, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. I lied. I do wish that on my worst enemy, but, like, not openly. Yeah. Uh, 12 straight. <sighs> oh, 10 and 2 in our last 12. And... Two fourteen and two in our last eighteen. Yeah, we have nice. three wins this year against anybody not named New Jersey. Ooh. That's we, like we've not been outscored good. forty-nine to nineteen. Correct. In the last Twelve games. Yeah. So who's going to be behind the bench? Who's uh, who's the bench boss now? There's a bunch of odds out there right now. It's uh, Tony Granados, the interim guy. Uh, everybody on Sabres Twitter is clamoring for Bruce Boudreaux, who I don't mind. He coached the Caps, the Ducks. Um, I think there's another one in there, but it doesn't really matter. He's all right. He's got like a pretty good winning percentage as a coach, but what does that really matter when the guys on your team blow and they don't they well, don't want to play? That's one of the biggest things too. Like all, all we heard about this Kruger was, oh, he's a motivator. He's a motivator. Like the great communicator. Yeah, 
and I see no motivation. I see no communication. Uh, well, look, and, and here's, here's here. another thing, man. Like, at the end of the day, listen, there's a lot of things that Kruger didn't do well, and I think the biggest thing that got him canned is that he was kind of slimy in terms of how he answered questions. He would weasel out of questions, kind of like a politician, just kind of avoid them or just give wrong answers. And, like, that's you're not going to gain the trust of the people in the public watching the team on the ice being that bad, and you're giving us blatant bullshit. Well, and the other part of that is, you know, you can answer, you can Bill Belichick answers. Right. You, you, you can, can Greg answer, Popovich. But but not like not you when can't you blatantly suck. lie not when you suck. You can't <laughs> you can't tell me Jack Eichel didn't get hurt against New Jersey when he clearly got hurt against New Jersey. Jack Eichel comes out and says that he got hurt against New Jersey. Then you come back out and say, well, I heard about it first during warmups. What the fuck does that mean? Right. And then now you're going, well, that Jack's Jack's day to day. Okay, well, now Jack's week to week. We are going to get a second opinion. Okay, next day. Jack's out for the foreseeable future. Okay, well, what the fuck is the answer? Right. And like I said, I mean, and either that that's one of two things. Either the great communicator. Either don't, don't, don't update us when you don't know anything. Right. Or. And, and I'm sorry, how does the head coach not have an update on your fucking star player? Right, exactly. The again, franchise. Again, you, you can try. You can try to Bill Belichick your way through interviews. But when you're this bad, you look like an idiot. Right. At that point, you come off as just an asshole. Yeah. So moving on from that piece of shit, because I'm sorry at this point, call it, let's call it what yeah. it is. Uh, Granado, coach of the USA National Hockey Development Team from 13 to 16. He's got a good resume. He's um, he's a tough tough hockey guy. So it's it's not yeah. I mean, impossible. He, he was an assistant for the U of Wisconsin, assistant of you know yeah for the Blackhawks before he joined the Sabers. I mean, he's got a good resume there. I mean, it's not like he's not a hockey guy. It's not like right. not like we pulled another Premier League coach. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will also say this, just uh, you want some positive Saber notes. The Big Ten Hockey Championship this past weekend, Minnesota had Ryan Johnson, who's the last part of the Ryan O'Reilly trade. He's having a pretty good year as a sophomore. And then Linus Weisbach for Wisconsin, senior year, crushing it. So uh, he might might try to make the roster next year, you know what I mean? He might he might push for that bottom that bottom role. Listen, everybody should be... On, on everybody in our system should be on the table to make the roster next there's, year. Yeah, there's no doubt. No job is safe. <laughs> Seriously, and I mean, I know that there's been rumblings between the fans, but it's starting to look like Kevin Adams is starting to explore what a post-Jack Eichel Sabres franchise would look like. Yeah, I mean, go get and if ownership is play. if ownership is going to change, I can imagine that the new owner comes in and and, and it's either like, Hey Jack, you're gonna to have to take a step back in terms of like you're not fully the face of the franchise, like you know what I mean. Um, or it's gonna be where do you want to go? Let's ship you out and get a get a freaking haul. Yeah, I mean, and at this point, like he's look he's looked so bad. There might even be teams that question like, do I want that dude on my team? No, they're not gonna question that. He played hurt. That's fair. I, okay, and, and and again, it's it's hard for the whole not to look like shit. When at, well, at this point, like shit, right? But, but at this point, all this stuff is coming out. He played with a, he cracked a rib right before um, preseason started. Right, and uh, Patrice Bergeron played the entire playoffs in 2018. Whenever they went to the final with the Blues with a cracked rib, but that's playoffs. That's not going into preseason, and now I have to go through the whole entire season grind. Like at least when you're in the playoffs, like Patrice Bergeron, it's like okay, we get to 16 wins, we're done. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's more of a sprint, and so then he gets that. He gets rolled up on against New Jersey, and he's had knee and ankle injuries before in terms of just tweaking it. 
So now he's got that. He's got a cracked rib. He gets hit into the boards, and I don't know what happened, pinched a nerve in his neck or something. And, like, obviously that looks like a freak accident. And, listen, people, if you've never pinched a nerve, I threw a hit in hockey once and pinched the whole nerves in the left side of my neck, and I couldn't move my left the left side of my body. Yeah, that stuff's no joke. Right. So, like, a pinched nerve for, for Jack Eichel on top of cracked ribs and knee and, and ankle tweaks, like, like, I, I've always said it's. It looks like Jack wasn't trying, but that's just Jack being hurt. You, it's very obvious when there's something wrong with Jack because you know what he can do. Right. And I, to me, it was clear he was playing hurt the whole year. And it's like, dude, shut it down. Like we suck, and we're either gonna get all the king's ransom for you, or like I mean, and who, come who back knows? Full. You know, maybe maybe a change behind the bench will be good, and you know, kind of. Uh, we've said this the past four times. Yeah, but I mean. You know, this last time, like, we got a soccer coach back yeah, there. Yeah, honestly, I, like, that's 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 another like, thing. I didn't the like last when we when we one. fired Housley, there wasn't anybody on the market. Right. Like, there, everybody complains about NHL retreads. I mean, honestly, same in the NFL. You know, a guy gets fired and then Adam Gase gets rehired in New York. Why? But uh, I mean, there's retreads for a reason. It's because they've done the job. Um, oh, Adam Gase. Yeah, it makes me happy. what a what a guy. Honestly. Top tier. Just, I love them. Just ruining AFC's franchises oh. right here. Please, please go to New England. <laughs> but yeah, back to the point. Like, there's NHL retreads for a reason. You know, they they know the job. Like, they they've been through it, so they got a baseline. I got a question too. I mean, we we talk all the time about hockey players being built a little different. How? Like, I I don't understand how you could potentially like coach an NHL team with no hockey experience. I don't have an answer for that. I really don't. I I mean, the silence should be all you right. need from me. Like, uh, I, right? Like, I don't feel like you might be able to coach your kids' team with. Yeah, like this. I could go coach eight-year-olds in soccer, despite never having played soccer. Right. You learn. You learn the rules you need to focus on. Yeah. and Carry on. But like, how do you coach the highest level of like highest competitive level of a sport with no experience in said sport? Yes, that is the answer you're looking for. Uh, one other quick note off the Sabres here. Uh, Mr. Ovechkin, sixth all-time yeah. goals. Past uh, Phil Esposito, yeah. uh, which is incredible. That's one. Of, that's an all-time all -time great name, Phil Esposito, uh, for the Boston Bruins. Absolutely. So Ovi's, Ovi's making moves. I was glad that he tied Phil uh, when they played us because if we're going to suck and we're going to play Ovi, I want to see him break records against us. Absolutely, yeah. So... Without question. So it was nice to see him get a goal the other day in that 6 nothing spanking by the freaking Capitals. We're so good. But, we play um, good hockey. Yeah, so he keeps he keeps climbing up. And I know I've said it on this before, but I'll say it again. The only reason he's not going to break Gretzky's goal-scoring records is because of two NHL lockouts and a global pandemic. Yeah. When it takes that to slow you down from being the high, like the the most prolific scorer of all time, that's impressive. Literally. Well, the other the other funny part is like when he was twenty nine, everybody was that was like the peak. Ov sucks. He can't carry a team, and he was doing just goal scoring. And ever since he hit thirty, he said, "I'm also going to pass the puck," and he's become like significantly better. <laughs> right. He's shooting the same percentage. He's shooting just a little bit less, but he's racking up the points. He's incredible, man. He can design his game to fit whatever the team needs him to do at that time. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, I was I was at one point a very very much an OV detractor. We'll say I, I didn't. I wouldn't say I hate him. I just didn't necessarily like. 
he's very, very good. But in the conversation of Ov versus Crosby, like Crosby, see, I, I, I've I, always said, I've always said, if I'm, if you have a, all the NHL players, like, like going right into their prime, and I get a fantasy draft, I'm taking Ov number one. I'm building my team around that guy. Well, and here's here's the thing. Fuck there, Crosby. There, there were there were how many like two two or three times that like the Caps were slated to be the team and they fell well short. Because and like the, t- people went down and broke it down. They're like, "Oh, here's two guys with open shot lanes, and here's Ovi taking a contested shot that doesn't get through. You have a good quality shot there and open net there, and he doesn't pass the puck because he's just trying to bury it all the time. Right. And that was the time that I was like, "Yeah, okay, uh, listen, you're a great pure goal scorer, but if I like, if I want a dude to center my franchise around, I want the best overall hockey player. Ovi has become that since he turned thirty. Yes. He is like absolutely he flipped the switch, dude. absolutely. And I will, and I will that's why keep, he got a cup out of it. Yes. And, and that was one of the most notable things when he won that cup of his style of play change where he was yeah. not selfish. Yep. He was not trying to do it himself. And they were dominant in, in that. It was a fun run uh, to watch. It sure was. <laughs> so take me through these tits here. Uh, we got some any, any shakeups, any big movers and shakers. You know, the Sabres should be behind the Kraken who don't even play. Uh, honestly, the biggest move this week was the Canadian division uh, moving down the general tits just as it tightens up. General tits. Uh, yep. General tits. Love it. Uh, but the Canadian division's moving down. Winnipeg and Toronto both, uh, I mean, they played each other and kind of split it, and then both lost to lower teams as well during the week. So they're sliding down. The East is climbing up as that division also tightens up. Washington, Islanders, Pittsburgh, uh, Philly, Boston. Like, there's five teams in the East to make the play or, for four spots. Yeah. And, like, in, if you look in the other in the other divisions, like, you got – a top three in the central. You got Tampa, you got Carolina and you got Florida. Then it's like, can Chicago hold off Dallas who had an awful start to the year? Can they hold off Nashville if they make a run or Columbus? So that's like up for grabs in the West. You got Vegas, you got Colorado, you got Minnesota. And then from there it's like, okay, well, is St. Louis going to find the the Stanley cup form back? Are they going to, are they going to actually lock it out? Is LA Gonna make a 2012 comeback run, get in as the eight seed, and then, you know, make a run to the end. It's it's. But then you look at the East, and there's five teams for four spots. So for most of the other divisions, that four spots open, and then in the East, it's like no. And that's insane because like if you look at that like on the team rankings, those five teams from the East, all five like they're they're in the top fifteen. They're actually in the top fourteen. Right. Like. The, like the last one is not the fifteenth team. It's 14, right. Well, and, and 14, 13, 10, 6, I, I, and four. I'll say this as well. The only reason that Boston is so far down, they have zero games against the Sabers. Right. They have yet to play the Sabers. So play. as soon as they, yeah, right. Boston, as soon as they get their hands on us, they're going to start skyrocketing points. That's why the Islanders and the Capitals, both of them, have like eight out of ten possible points against us so far. No, the Islanders, they have not lost to us. They've freaking smoked us. Um, But anyway, that's why their points are so far up the the list, and that's really the East is dependent upon who gets to play the Devils and the Sabres and feast on points, and then whatever happens between those teams, it's like it's literally going to be either they're going to split it 50-50 or one team's going to win six games, the other team's going to – or sorry, one team's going to win five games, the other team's going to win three games. Right. You know what I mean? mean, that – how how shitty would it be if your if your season came down to we slipped against the Sabers twice? Right. Like, like well, uh, that's that's the Devils. That's another reason why the Bruins are down there. The Devils have seven out of uh, eight points against the Bruins. The Bruins didn't show up against the Devils for two games, and 
they're paying for in the standings right now. That's insane. And also, you're gonna be you're gonna you're the fans of one of these Eastern teams at the end of the year. You're gonna hear it. If we were in the Central, we would have been the number two seed behind Tampa Bay. Okay, well, yeah, with and, my nut sack, that's not how it works. Yeah, and in, you know if. Fucking wishes were fishes. We could right. all fucking eat. But and like, if and if you know, if and, 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 all all I want from the <laughs> NHL, ladies and gentlemen, all I want is for the Sabers to lose three to two instead of five to two or six to nothing. That's all I want. Yeah, give me. Tight I'm not games. asking for for give a ton. Me tight games. Whatever whatever else happens happens. All I want is for the Sabers to be sort of competitive. And like, and I I hate that. I hate, you know like oh if we were in a different division yeah and if anybody else was in the NFC East like. Three quarters of the NFL right. would have been the playoffs if they, were, if they were in the NFC East last year. I don't want to hear it. Like, get over yourself. You're telling me, like, like honest, uh, we don't need to get into that. But, yeah, yeah that's be, a good point. Just be, be be better than the team in front of you. Right. That's like, all it is. But, you know, don't don't slip against the lowly devils. Right. When you Well, and that's especially this is this is noticeable in the central where there's that three team top split where it's Tampa, Carolina and Florida. When they play the bottom teams in the central, they get the wins they it's it's literally showing up when you're the bills and you're playing the jets last year yeah. it doesn't matter how you do it it's do you a, get the win winning do you the beat the you team should and yeah do you beat the teams that you're supposed to beat and then when you when you play the the competitive playoff teams can you get at least a 500 or better record against that but that's what's creating that. I mean, this is a different year too because every game's a divisional game, so you're gonna have those giant splits where it's like, okay, well, we get to play the Red Wings today. <laughs> that's chill. Except for Tampa, who just like lost six to one the other night to Detroit. Right, and so <laughs> I actually saw this posted on uh, posted somewhere. In your opinion, before we switch uh, switch topics and take our take our tits yeah. off ice and go go the other direction here, um, is there a team? That is dominant in their division. That is probably going that that will potentially or probably get absolutely ripped come playoff time. Well, the playoffs are going to be interesting because it's 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 going to be playoffs within the division to find a division champ, right? And then it's the final four. So, if you're looking at that, you 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 could see four four or five very good teams. Going home and not having a shot at the cup because they had to get out of their own division. Yeah, no, the the conference semifinal, if you want to call it that, before right. the conference final, um, that's going to be the round where you're going to see probably the best uh, games, the best matchups, because it's going to be for the division title. And then, like, like honestly, the West, uh, Vegas is pretty good, but. If they get out of the West against Colorado, and then they're going to end up facing, um, I think they're going to end up facing the Central. Uh, that could get ugly, because uh, just like if whoever comes out between Tampa, Carolina, and Florida, those three teams, I my money is that the Central wins the Cup this year. Yeah, because they got three dominant teams, and one of one of them is going to take care of each other for the top seed. Um, and then you you look at the East. The East is gonna eat itself 
We we've seen that before yeah. in all across sports. It's just going to eat itself because it's so competitive. Yeah, you you're going to see a very good team limp out of that from going exactly heavyweight fight, heavyweight exactly, fight. Oh, and they're going to be the it's going to be like two seven round seven game series, and then you get to go to the conference final, and you're going to get freaking spanked by whoever. Uh, the the Canadian teams like. <laughs> that's 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 the response right there. It's yeah. the Canadian teams, man. There's a reason they haven't won a cup since 92. Right. There's a reason that they haven't been in a cup since 2011. Vancouver yeah. was the last one. That, that sure sounds right. Like Toronto's probably going to come out of that unless Edmonton can pull an upset. But regardless, are either of those teams going to going to stand up to the Central? I mean, even the East. You can have a beat up East team probably prey on a, a Canadian team. Like if 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 the Islanders get out of the East and they get Toronto, Toronto's screwed, dude. They can't they can't like Toronto's high power offense, but they're not going to be able to break through the Islanders. The Islanders right. are so good defensively and they're just going to win 2 to 1, 2 to 1, 3 to 1 and then like, you know, move it on. And the West, the West is so incredibly weak that Vegas is crushing it. I don't know what'll happen when they finally see real competition for the first time. Yeah, and, and that's really like the point I was trying to get. It was is there a team out there that's got an easy run right now through their division are going to come out and then like, oh look, a real hockey team at the end. Yes like, and no, but that's why it's it's going to it's the Central's it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna the Central's year to 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 lose if it's, that makes sense. It's going to be interesting to say the least. Speaking of interesting, holy free agency. Yeah. Oh baby. Good lord. So this started a few weeks back with the whole JJ Watt thing and. Since then, uh, the league year has started. First and foremost, our boy Big Dick Bean is just making money moves. Yeah, that I I don't I I don't get it. He just finds ways. I mean, honestly, obviously, the big selling point is like, hey, we got a six foot five freakazoid who's chucking the ball all over the yard. We got a chance to win it, yeah. and a lot of guys will see that and be like, hell yeah, sign me up. And like Lashawn McCoy coming out and saying that. Josh Allen's a bigger competitor than Tom Brady. That's huge for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. People wanted to go play with Brady because of his competitiveness. You're telling me Josh wants to win more than that? Like, I, he already fires me up when I watch him play football. I already want to play football for that guy. I don't need more, but, like, let's go. But, but, but thank you. <laughs> and, and, like, we've seen that because uh, working with Jordan Palmer in the offseason, he right. works with a lot of dudes, and uh, there's a heavy comparison yeah. to guys that came out of his draft class that he worked, that he trains with. And Jordan Palmer's come out and said, N nobody's like him. Yeah, like, he no said he's on that level. He said that he knew Josh would hit this level, but the speed that he progressed was so ridiculous. That's the athleticism that like everybody discounted coming out of college for Josh. It's just he's so athletic. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He just picks up everything so quickly and then just continues to add and continues to add. And like it's it's amazing to watch. Yeah. But that's your biggest selling point is Buffalo is my Absolutely. point. So Bean can go in and be like, be like, listen, man, take a bit of a discount. Let's make a run at this shit. And so, and here's the thing. So he's basically saying, run it back. Yeah, there's, there's basically, like, so the big talk was Matt Milano. A lot of people had, a lot of people had us letting him walk in free agency. And he comes out and signs. Well, also, listen, man, big baller Bean went on went on a, a, a interview show and said. 
literally straight to the NFL's face with a smile, a little smirk. He goes, Matt Milano has earned the right to test free agency. And then six days later, guess who's not testing free agency? Matt Milano. (laughs) I heard heard a fun story about this one basically coming out and saying, like, you know, they're not going to tag him. Because he gets lumped in with salaries like, you know, outside linebackers that are really yeah. just defensive ends. Right. And, you know, those That's going to bump up the value. Right. And he's not – his style of outside linebacker isn't worth that type of right. pay. He's coverage. So he's going to – like, he may not get what he wants or what he thinks. And we still – like, but wait, we, we got him for under market value? Yeah. Great. Right. And so then we said, okay, we also have Daryl Williams and John Feliciano, which are – you're probably going to have to let one of them walk. Like, there's, you know? there's no way we get all three. And Big Dick Bean said, hold my beer. The Daryl Williams one, um, not that it was shocking, but like that one wasn't really a deal. Like We, we shelled out the money to Daryl Williams. He was one but of the he was right worth it, man. Like, if you, specifically, what comes to mind is when he had to go against Joey Bosa and he dominated... <sighs> He dominated Joey Bosa. It was when Bosa went against Dawkins that we had trouble on offense. Well, he also dominated TJ Watt. TJ, yeah. Like, he, he dominated two of the best pass rushers yeah. in the game. Yeah, like, he he was very good this year. And him and Dion, like, I I don't think Dion is worth what, what the Bills are paying him. I've always been that Dion's just meh. But at least you got two tackles that you know are going to be half decent. And then, you know, like, that's, that's a starting spot. Absolutely. And like so, getting getting, and then then we get Feliciano back too, right? Which and and big big on that, you know, Feliciano obviously can play all over the line. Yep. We have Mitch Morris back, and we got Cody Ford back, and the chemistry that Feliciano has with the entire offensive line, being able to play on either side, being able to play center if needed, like that's so huge for the Bills in terms of just getting on the same page and, and that was let's get the, rolling. That was one of the things that people, you know, there were people who weren't a big fan of that signing, like, oh, you know, bringing Feliciano back, he's not that good. Like, listen, even if he's not that good, he's depth at three positions. Right. Like, he's that's, like, that's like, ungodly valuable. Right. I was going to say, people people always want that swing tackle as your third tackle. He's, he's your swing interior lineman. Right. Like, he will play either guard. He'll play center. He could probably play tackle if you really needed him to. Not that they're going to rely on that. But, like, that's the value in terms of he can start but also play all over the line is, is, is worth that price. Like, it wasn't that bad for that kind of guy. Absolutely. Like, Joel, look, go look at the Joel Tooney contract we didn't pay that no and like that guy that guy doesn't play center <laughs> if needed right um so looking through the rest of the uh the bills action here we cut quentin jefferson cut john brown which i think a lot of people kind of saw uh, yeah again the writing was on the wall he, and then the only it would have been expensive for a number two yeah he was nine mil and that's why when like i saw emmanuel sanders i said he better be Better be less than smoke cost, and he was. Yep. Um, so that makes sense. But yeah, dude, nine mil for a number two wide receiver who missed six games last year. Absolutely. And was hurt in the playoffs as well. Like, come on, man. I uh, I also we love you, but come on. <clears throat> there was also some conversation. You know, people that Matt Milano can't stay on the field. We overpaid for him, despite the fact that we got him for under market value. I mean, he he only missed four games last year. Yeah. He's, no, he missed six. Sorry. He's, he's played eighty four percent of the games that he's been able to to trust for and I, I like listen and a lot the, of what well, we talked about it, a lot of last year felt like they just wanted him for per, the stretch they, yeah they wanted him they protected him a lot and the other thing is it, when, it felt like, like he got tweaked and they just said listen shut it down for a while we're gonna be all right one of the conversations i had was like oh but look at the games he started 
You realize yeah, that we you, were get, like, you get sick. credit. You only get credit for a start if you're on the field for the first defensive snap. Yeah, also, and, and we we run we run defensive packages. Like if you look at our defensive tackles, they split starts depending on what the other team comes out at. Right. So like, oh, Oliver's not a starter because he only started half the games. No, he his package wasn't out there for the first snap. Get right. the fuck over yourself. Right. So like starts are not a, like. Josh Allen has a start at wide receiver last year. They did that right. to protect his win loss record for the season, like which was hilarious. I, I loved it. it. Like that, that's a next level move for me. And it also ended up being completely irrelevant, didn't it? Yep, because we won. Because <laughs> we smoked them. <laughs> but uh, moving to other teams here, uh, obviously the Cardinals got Watt, which was their big one. Um, I loved the takes that was like, "Wow, this is now a top three edge rush duo in the league," and it's like, "Dude, this is not 2015. This is 2021." Chandler Jones hasn't been Chandler Jones in three years. J.J. Watt has not played a full season in, like, what, eight two, years? Uh, two. So, he played a full season three years ago, but then has been banged up the last two. All right, well, shout but, out to J.J. three years ago because right. I didn't think that was possible. Right, and like it's, it's one of those things that, like, if he – I mean, is he going to be a three-down guy there? No, like, no. No, he can't be. And, like – He'll certainly play probably first and third down. You know, he'll he'll probably they'll probably kick him inside a D tackle on first downs and run situations, and then let him let him on the edge on third down. But there's no way that they're going to try to overuse him. I mean, they're paying him too much money, too much guaranteed for him to to get hurt and not help them. And you know, the whole we got Kyler, we got we can make a run at the NFC West. They they still might finish in fourth. Yeah, I know. Well, that's a that's the it's a bloodbath division. Yeah. Um, the the only notable move for the Falcons was trading for Lee Smith, which we talked about. Electric. I I mean, listen. I when I saw Brandon Bean trade Russell Bodine, when I saw him trade Russell Bodine for a sixth round of Bill Belichick, I was like, all right, this Bean guy's kind of crazy because there's no reason Russell Bodine should be worth anything. He was worth about as much as a fucking traffic cone where there's no road work. It's just irrelevant. And then next thing you know, he's trading Lee Smith for a pick. I well, how, Listen, it, it was that it was that late season catch, man. That late season, yeah, tub, where he was rumbling tutty. down the sideline. Late Jesus season Christ! <laughs> Had the little gut jiggling yeah. while he's while he's running. Don't knock the gut jiggle. Hey, so. listen, I, I'm I'm also there. It's a fuel tank, all right. It's it's the keg, baby. So, yeah, some of some of us big boys need a bigger fuel tank. You know what I mean? Uh, the Ravens they they got Justin Ellis and Derek Wolf back, but also lost Yannick and yeah, but they Judah. knew that. They knew that. Yeah. They re-signed Bowser because of that because he was also yes. going to be up. So, like, they, they basically picked their favorite and said, like, the other guys are going to go. We know that. Um, Unique Ngakwe has, ever since the Jacksonville debacle, he's, his values declined oh sharply. I, like, he didn't even four, look four, that good last year. Four teams in two years. Yeah. He hasn't like, it's, done anything right, since it's, he left Jacksonville. Like, it's, it's been an issue. Uh, I really like Judon. I'm not thrilled that the Patriots signed him. That might be their only signing that I'm actually like, fuck. Uh, listen, having big athletic tight ends is nice. No, they yeah, still, listen. They still have Cam throwing the I, I'm a big Jonu Smith guy. Like, I... I uh, I if, thought that was a good signing. Everybody's like, "Oh, Johnny Smith's not a top tight, top ten tight end in football." It's like, okay, well, you're fucking blind. Yeah, he's a beast. He can block. He can catch. He's a freak. But I've also been on the whole. Everybody's sucking Hunter Henry's dick for what? What has he done? Has he ever been in the playoffs? Has he ever played a full season? No, has he ever caught ten touchdowns flat, in a year? No, flashes of brilliance. He's is he, what it is. exactly. He's 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 a slightly better Dawson Knox. Yeah, fuck much. that. He's not good. 
Which you know, if you if, if he's if he's your number two, maybe he looks a lot. Better. If there's one position that you ladies and gentlemen should really trust me on, it is tight end. <laughs> I watch that more than anybody because I used to play it. I watched like listen. I picked up Darren Waller in Dynasty Fantasy and immediately traded him, but that's not the point. Like I get tight ends, and Hunter Henry is not worrisome. Yeah, like maybe maybe again maybe as a number two he looks a lot better, but eh, I mean how. But that, how, that, how often does your number two tight end in, get involved in New England? More than most. Okay, but seriously, like, go look at what was Aaron Hernandez's best statistical year? Yeah, because like that's up. that's the number two tight end. Bleh. I I just don't. Aaron Hernandez was also significantly better than Hunter Henry. He was a mean blocker. I mean, the guy literally murdered people. Uh, his best year was 2011. Uh, he played 14 games, 113 targets, 79 receptions for 910 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, in a three-year career, he was 260 targets, 175 catches for 1,956 yards and 18 touchdowns. I mean, a ton of touchdowns. So, but look, 100 mean, and 101 first downs. I mean, he he was a used target. He, he was, was a used target, but he was also a great blocker. What I'm saying is, he was significant. He he was a terrific tight end. He's yes. significantly better than Hunter Henry, and his best year didn't hit a thousand, didn't hit a thousand yards, which is really the only scariest thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and you know, again, that's my entire point is he was going on the other side of one of the best that's ever done it. Right. So. Is Jono Smith one of the best that's ever done it? No. no. Do you have to respect him? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, I will, mean, it's, will it's, Hunter Henry look better? Sure. It's not the same and, as and you having. Know, and you know what Belichick's going to do? He's going to have a solid year, and then he's going to fucking trade him, and he's not going to do well, but he's going to get good value out of him on the back. End. Maybe. Uh, the Panthers are have shored up their offensive line. They Panthers they, apparently are really, really dead set on making a run for Deshaun Watson. And I would heard. really, really enjoy that. I agree. That and, would be fun division. I mean, and and what what better what better uh, you know the, the only moves they've made so far are to franchise tag a tackle, sign a tackle, and sign a guard. Yeah, and uh, they had a young defense who I'm pretty sure is pretty much all coming back, and you can add in the draft. Like if they can if they can pull some nonsense uh, and and get Deshaun Watson, they. Boy, that would be a fun division, huh? Matty Ice on the end, tail end of his career, Jameis Winston taking over in in New Orleans, and then Tom Brady on his last legs down in Tampa. That would be fun, man. Go, going against Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Like, oh God, that'd be. And great. With Matty Rule, oh. first rule Matt Rule is Matt rules. Oh. Second rule Matt Rule is don't win games till twenty twenty one. Let's see who else we got here. We got the the Bears. Tagged Allen Robinson, signed a kicker, or re-signed their kicker, re-signed their partner. They're going in on Andy Dalton, allegedly. They went in on Andy Dalton. One year, one year, 10 mil. Wow. For the Red Rifle. So much for Russell Wilson going there, huh? Apparently that... Listen, unless I, unless they're going to sign Andy Dalton immediately swap him for Russell, that'd be hilarious. That would be pretty funny. Um, I mean, listen, that's if you're, if you're looking for a guy, I think he's better than anything they've got. <laughs> I, think, I think he walks into a starting job. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, if I'm the Bears, dude, Trubisky's clearly gone, but you got Big Dick Nick and now Andy Dalton. Like, I, I did, neither one of those guys are probably winning you enough games to get the playoffs. Not in that you got division. the Vikings and the Packers. Yeah, not in that division. I mean, like, yeah, you get two gimmies against the Lions, but you've always had two gimmies against the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, now you got the Lions with Jared Goff. Oh, baby. <laughs> Yo, did you see that the, the Michael Brockers thing? 
No. He was interviewed right after the Stafford for golf trade, and he said Stafford is like a double upgrade over golf. And then yesterday the Rams traded him to Detroit. <laughs> so that'll be a fun conversation in the locker room. That, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. I saw what, what you said about me when uh, I was not fuck? on the team anymore. <laughs> Now that we're here again, uh, can you not be a fucking scumbag like that? Uh, let's see. The Bengals signed, re-signed their long snapper. They re-signed. Uh, Love that. That's that's the news we need. Yeah, that's the first one on the list. <laughs> probably probably the first one that happened chronologically. It's probably probably what this list looks like. Uh, but they signed Brandon Allen to a one-year contract because you know you need to if you can't protect your quarterback, you need somebody else that can do it. Correct. Um, they cut an inside an interior offensive lineman in B.J. Finney, uh, probably the dude who missed the block that got their quarterback killed. Signed, uh, I don't think that was a missed block. I know. I'm just being a smart ass. Uh, <laughs> so, signed Trey uh, Trey Hendrickson, which is a big move. Yeah, player. Hendrickson. That I do like that. I do like Hendrickson in general. He's he's a good ball player, man. He plays hard. And then they they went out and got uh, Chidobi Awuzie. Great name. And Mike Hilton, two corners. Mike so Hilton, to, too, yeah. Try, trying to boost that defense a little bit, slow other people down. Their defense wasn't bad last year. No. You know, it wasn't, really wasn't the worst. It was like mid-tier in the tits. Yeah. It yeah. was just, as soon as Joey Burrow went down, they, they were screwed. I mean, I mean that course, makes sense. That, he was that, They drafted him at number one for a reason. It's I'm pretty sure it's only happened one or two times in history where your starting quarterback goes down and you make a run. So I, right. I don't, that's not surprising. Uh, the Browns cut Adrian Claiborne. They signed John Johnson the third, and they John signed, Johnson is a beast. Yes, and they signed Takaris McKinley. Tax getting a shot. Yo, he's one of the most disappointing. Yeah, dude, I thought he was going to be a stud coming out of college, and he is just he's kind of gone the way of Vic Beasley. I thought Vic Beasley was going to be sick too. Edge rushers, man, not nearly as easy to uh, identify as you think, no. which is why. Let's talk Bills back for a second. AJ Epinesa, baby. I like him. Let's I, ride. I do, man. I like him. I, I think he, he should, like, you know, and again, a lot of your, we talked about it on the Network Sports Talk Show, you know, the ignorance of fan not understanding, you're like, oh, he was never on the field. Uh, he was, you know, and he did a lot of good things. Just because you're not making the tackle doesn't mean you're irrelevant. Right, right. The the de- defense is especially, you do your 111th on the play. Like, yeah. it's, they're not every play is yours to make. No. And there's that's that's how he, he was around works. the football a lot, right? And not only there. that, man. I mean, they they asked him to lose weight, which is not easy to do. No, and also like, no no OTAs or preseason, right? And I know we said that a lot this past year, but we can't. It's over, true. We really it's can't overstate true. it. Just getting comfortable in the environment. You didn't have a chance to get comfortable and it was season time and you're a rookie and like, Hey, let's go. I've said it before. I've said it. I'll say it again. It's not Madden. You don't just sign and play. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not it's not it plug and play. Uh, the other, there is rumor out there that the Browns are shopping Kareem hunt. Um, he's been tied to talks in the AFC East, most notably with the dolphins, but also around the bills. Uh, there Listen, was, there was rumor of hunt and OBJ to the dolphins for Parker and a pick. Interesting. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that rolls out. Um, I I just I, I want it known. I don't know if I've said this on the on on the podcast before. We <laughs> do not need a running back. We do not. We do not need a running back. My my only thing is if this is true. If there's a, 
And again, I, if he's being shopped, I understand that Bean made a phone call. Right? Bean yeah. No. I I always expect I always expect Bean to do his due diligence. There's, if there's one thing that he's proven, it's that he's gonna do his due diligence. Yes. Whoa, that was loud. Sorry, minor minor jump in the uh, the volume there. But he's gonna make a call on anybody that's available. He's but, he's absolutely going to. That's his job. More but, my, more my point was to this was like. Uh, we don't running backs not going to fix the running issue. And I mean, listen, Mongo said it the other day in his media interview after he resigned, he was like, everyone keeps asking about the run. Listen, we're going to throw the ball. Like, like, right. like, like you can right. keep, you I'm can gonna, keep asking I'm, about I'm, it. I'm going to chuck the ball. 500 yards a fucking game. Come and get me. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to throw the fucking ball. Like it's, that's what we're going to do. The, the running backs, not going to drastically improve the running game. We're not, first of all, you can have Derrick Henry on this team. He's not going to get 30 touches a game because no. that's not what our offense is. No. And it's not, it's not supposed to be what our right. offense is. This right. is the that's offense the that we've wanted for years. Stop talking about drafting a running back in the first round. Listen, if I can get a no, guy, if I can get a guy like, like Kareem Hunt for dirt, All right? Right, sure. right, great, right. But, but I'm not like I'm not over. Also, for that. side note: When was Kareem Hunt drafted? Third uh, round. Third round. Yeah, yeah. And oh. he was, and he, and he was the league's leading rusher. Wait, the, Alvin Kamara is another one drafted. Uh, listen, I've I've had this debate with a ton of third people. third round. Uh, and actually, our our friends over at the but close. that's just my point. My point is at 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 thirty, the value in terms of a defensive edge rusher, a corner. Uh, whatever you want is so much higher than running back. It's ridiculous. You would, you really should never go running back there unless Saquon Barkley, who would have gone at four, falls down to thirty. Right. And I'm gonna sit here and tell you, I I was talking to our friends over at the closed fist, and they like we were talking this exact topic, and three, three running backs that were drafted this year after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Finished with better rushing stats than him, including an undrafted rookie. Right. It, it, like, don't tell me about drafting. Don't talk to me about drafting a running back anywhere near. Do you, you want to know the next time we draft a running back is after next year because yeah. Devin Singletary's contract is going to be. Yeah, up. it is. Thanks for your service. There's the Correct. fucking door. Bye. Revolving door running backs. You never pay them and you never nope. draft them high. There's just nope. no reason to when you can get such other player. There's other players who you can get that will impact your team more at that spot. Yep. Uh, the Cowboys re-signed Dak Prescott. We're not going to beat that dead horse because it's about fucking time. But yeah, they all, hey, no, they, they I will tie, say... They, I also, will, they also signed Ty Inseki. Yeah, shout out to Ty Inseki. He's going home to retire uh, after this year, I think. He's from he's from the Dallas area. But also, dude, shout out to Dak. I just, like, congrats yeah. for fucking betting on yourself. Absolutely. And, and, time and again. Too. And I love... I did love, for all of Jerry Jones's shit that he always spews when they did that press conference. He he said, if there's going to be one guy to take me for my wallet and actually win, I'm glad it was Dak. Yeah. And you and know what? That's awesome, man. He bet on himself and he fucking hit. Yeah. And you know, that, that, that speaks a lot to it too. It was just the, like, I mean, he, he was, fran he was franchise tagged two out of the three possible times right. for his career. And he just kept going. And at that nope, point, pay me. right. Nope, and at, pay at, me. at that point, Jerry was like, fuck yeah, dude. All right. I guess I'm yeah. paying you. I, here we go. Uh, the Broncos put put the tag on Justin Simmons. They cut Gerald Casey. They cut AJ Bouye. They cut Gerald Casey. Yep. Uh, Bean, make a call. <laughs> no, seriously, he's significantly better than Star Latule, and he was. I mean, he might cause a decent chunk of change, but I mean, the market right now is down for everything. Right. Uh, Speaking of, oh, sorry. They they signed Shelby Harris and they signed Ronald Dar uh, Ronald Darby. Oh, little uh, little Darby. Yeah, little, little Darby. Little, 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 little Darby sighting. 
I do enjoy Ronald Darby still. But you know what? It's I understood. I understood why we got rid of him because that was just like we needed the draft capital, and that was the start of the McDermott Bean. Um, always liked Ronald Darby. I thought he was too. a good ball player. I did too. Uh, the Detroit Lions, obviously, they, they were involved in the Stafford golf trade. They cut Trufant. They cut Coleman. They cut tight end Jesse James. Uh, they cut center Russell Bodine. <laughs> Rip. Listen, Russell Bodine makes the show twice in a week. It's a good week. <laughs> uh, they cut Christian Jones. They cut Chase Daniel. They cut Danny. No, Schoen. not yes. Chase Daniel. Yes, Chase Mizzou's Daniel. finest. Uh, uh, they did. They re-signed Romeo Okwara. They signed. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. signed Josh Hill. Tyrell Williams, uh, they re-signed Jalen Revis-Mabin, they signed Jamal Williams, and they traded a seventh-round pick for Michael Brockers. Yep. There you go. They had a busy, not nearly as busy as the Texans. Holy fuck. Yeah, Uh, the the, Texans. The the Packers re-signed Aaron Jones, and they cut. Okay, yeah. Speaking just right there, the fact that the center signed for the exact amount of money that Aaron Jones signed and the Packers decided to give the money to the running back, hilarious. Yep. Poor Rodgers. Oh, poor guy. Seriously, and they drafted <laughs> at, a running back last year in the at, second round. Like at, that's so hilarious. And at this point, like, why? Like, if I'm him, I'm demanding a trade to the Bears. Yeah, I'm like, get the, <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. What, trade like, me to the Bears so I can. I asked twice for a year. receiver last year. You draft a quarterback and then a running back, and then instead of letting the running back that we had walk for the kid we drafted and keeping our star center, who's literally the best center in the league, rated for the past like three straight years, you're gonna let him walk and sign for the exact same money you're giving to a guy who should not be paid that much, right. just because running backs shouldn't be paid. Oh, Houston Texans, they signed Mark Ingram, they signed Christian Kirksey, they re-signed Vernon Hargraves. Yo, they I'm not going to lie, the Texans, if they if this team that they just signed was around in like 2016, it'd be pretty sick. Yeah, uh, re-signed Hargraves, uh, signed Justin Britt, Andre Roberts, they took him from us. Uh, linebacker Kruger Hill traded for Marcus Cannon from New England in exchange for several pick swaps in, in this year's draft. Uh, they traded... Linebacker Bren, Brendrick, Bren, Bernardrick, McKinley. McKinley, McKinney, McKinney, sorry, uh, to Miami for Shaq Lawson. Yeah, uh, they cut Brandon Williams. They cut Josh McCowan. They cut Duke Johnson. They cut Nick Martin. They cut Sino Clemente. They cut JJ Watt. Um, signed Malik Collins for one year. Signed Terrence safety Terrence Brooke. Guard Justin McRae. Linebacker Joe Thomas, linebacker Kevin Pierre-Louis. Pierre-Louis? Ooh. Yeah, let's go with Pierre-Louis. Ooh, let's he's been with... watching way too much hockey. Yeah, let's go with uh, – they signed Tyrod. Tyrod <laughs> oh, I did. Shot. I did actually see that. And, so. uh, Hopefully he Terrence doesn't get Mitchell. stabbed in the lung this year. Oh, no shit. What, dude, that, that fucking guy. I know. Man. I love Tyrod, and he just keeps getting the short we're, end of the stick. We're going to dial back to Tyrod in a minute. They that, That's a lot of moves there. Obviously, they still have the uh, the Deshaun Watson thing lingering around yeah. them, so we'll talk about them more when that gets done. Uh, the Colts, their only move so far uh, is they traded a third-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year. That could become a first-rounder for Carson Wentz. Yep. And, and listen, if Wentz is going to have a, a resurgence, you're, it's going to be under Frank Reich. Yeah, right? that's I just mean, how he that worked is. well with Frank. Frank's also a great coach. Yeah. I mean, we got decently lucky in that playoff game that they had Phil Rivers. <laughs> that was really what I thought that the the, the Colts outcoached us in that game in I, all reality. They, I mean they they we went out and I said it I said it when it happened. We played as much of their game plan as we could have possibly played and still walked in at halftime with a lead, yeah. which is impressive for us. Yeah. Like, it was, but it was also it, 
like I said, I it was, I thought that we got out coached, and it was like oh, I think we did too. Shit. Yeah, but that's the point is Frank's a good coach, and like you said, if Carson's going to have resurgence, it's going to be with him, especially since they know each other from Philly. The uh, the Jaguars who are fixing to get themselves a franchise QB in the draft. Justin here. Fields or Zach Wilson? Yeah, we'll find out. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't maybe know. Mac Jones. Mac maybe, Jones with the late rise up the throw, board. Maybe they throw everybody for a loop hey, and, hey. and stick with Gardner. Dude, I love Gardner. I love Gardner Minshew. Give me all the Minshew mania. Yeah, but and, and they're making moves, man. So they they tagged Cam Robinson. They signed Tyler Shatley. Uh, they signed Robertson Harris, uh, the defensive interior lineman. Yeah. They, they got Jamal Agnew. They signed safety Cody Ford or Ruby Ruby Rudy Rudy Ford. Uh, they signed Phil Dorsett, Carlos Hyde. Rayshon Jenkins, they re-signed Sidney Jones. They signed Chris Manhurts. Yeah, Canisius is finest. Uh, Basketball guy. They signed edge defender Jihad Ward. They signed Shaquille Griffin. Shaq Griffin was the one that I saw recently. I uh, like Shaq Griffin. How many of these guys are former Ohio State guys? Though? <laughs> I have no idea. At least like three or four. got to be, right? Hyde. I think Jenkins is Ohio State. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, Everybody's like, I'll defense, go play for Urban. Defensive interior, Tyson Aluelu. What a great name. Hukulakanawa, Hukulakawakanawa. Yeah. Uh, they traded for Malcolm Brown, and they signed Marvin Jones. So, I mean, they are, they are gearing yeah, up I to like make Marvin a push. Too. They yeah. are gearing up to make a push. Well, having that first overall pick helps, too. I mean, I have seen that they're, they're, they've fielded some calls on that, uh, specifically with the Texans, I think. Yes. Uh, the Chiefs, they cut their both of their tackles. Um, I, I, I was felt, shocked about Fisher, but I guess the Achilles at that age is probably going to be tough to come back from. I don't know yeah. if he's, he might end up retiring. He might. Um, they cut Damian Williams, and yeah. they, they they re-signed Taco Charlatan. I like Taco, I too. I do, too. And they got obviously got Joe Thune for yeah. five years, $80 million for That's six, a good $16 million That's average. probably why they ended up cutting uh Schwartz too yeah Free and really, really like you you went you cut two tackles to sign one of the best guards in the game and probably going to end up drafting a tackle or three in the draft you know what I mean they're yep. gonna they're or gonna, or they're gonna do what they did right. like last time and just sign every undrafted lineman and say figure out who's, who's gonna right well job. that's that's the being way too is, yeah. is you, you take what's in free agency you sign some value guys throw it at the wall see what sticks uh the the Raiders cut Gabe Jackson cut Richie Incognito cut LaMarcus Joyner cut Rodney Hudson traded Trent Brown and a 2022 seventh to New England for this year of a fifth rounder this year. They signed Ngakwe, they signed Nicholas Morrow, and they signed John Brown. Yeah. Shout out Smoke Brown. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, I loved his time here in Buffalo. Like, don't I don't like him going to the Raiders? To be honest, I don't think he's going to do well there. No, is why I don't like that. No, and I want to see him succeed because like he is our guy. And and uh, you know Derek Carr is. Derek Carr, he's going to look really good for four games and look really bad for four games. I mean, and then... I don't know if Derek Carr ever looks really bad. He's he's just he's a field general quarterback. He's not a gunslinger. Right. And people want him to be a gunslinger, but he's not. And right. don't expect him to be. Uh, the L.A. Chargers, they cut Trey Turner. They cut Casey Hayward. They signed Corey Lindsley, Lindsley. Uh, re-signed Michael Davis, and they signed Matt Filer. Nothing real... Yeah, nothing sticking there. out too much there. Uh, the Rams traded Goff for Goff for Stafford. Uh, they re-signed Leonard Floyd, and they traded Michael Brockers to Detroit for a seventh rounder in twenty three. Speaking of Los Angeles and just a Bills need, uh, Gerald Everett at tight end. Now that Johnu Smith is off, Gerald Everett at tight end is is 
quite interesting to me. I don't think he would cost that much either. And he's a freak athlete. Yeah. Where uh, the Dolphins, this is... Uh, yeah, this one's going to be a long list. Actually, it's not. Um, it's just New England and them trading players back and forth. Pretty much. Uh, so they signed a punter because we signed theirs. Or they let theirs go, didn't want to pay him. Yeah, no more Bojangles. Huh? Yeah, no more Bojangle. Uh, your Poor cousin's going to be pissed about that jersey. He's not going to be thrilled. But, I mean, he definitely earned it during he that absolutely game. earned it. Uh, they sh- traded Shaq Lawson for... Um, Bernardrick McKinley. Yes, I can't say McKinley, that name, apparently. Uh, traded a seventh-round pick for tackle Isaiah Wilson in a 2020. Yeah, I was pissed about that, too. I liked Isaiah Wilson coming out of the draft. He had a he had a rough year, man. He had, had, well, of course he had, had a rough year. I mean, he was a rookie. Yeah, He had a rookie, but he had, he had off-field problems, too. Well, and I mean, that listen, was, he went to Georgia. What do you want from the guy? That was one of the big talks is, you know, okay, now he's going to Miami. Are those problems going to go away? Maybe. But See, he would have been a perfect fit here. Apparently, what what kind of trouble can you get into? Uh, going to Applebee's. Here? Besides Jordan Matthews get, popping out like three kids in eight months. Right. Uh, they cut Kyle Van Noy, signed Keithan Carter. Wow, what a name. Right? C-E-T-H-A-N. Can you figure Keithan. it out? Do you want to Do you want to be like a Carter or do you want to be an Ethan? What's What's right. going on here? Uh. Jacoby Brissett signed there, so they signed their their closer again. Yeah, I do like Jacoby. I do too. Uh, and again, I mean, you're so you just signed a dude that can play the same style of football as your quote unquote starter. Uh, two is not the guy. Two is not the guy. Two is not. The two guy. is not the guy. Uh, signed Justin Coleman and signed Adam Butler. Hang on, uh, I'm just gonna say this on air. Shout out Joe Wes because you're stupid as hell. If you don't, you need to follow. Uh, I think it's J Wes ninety nine on. Twitter, because he's a Buffalo dude who's a Dolphins fan, and Ooh. went off about how Tua is the guy, and that Josh is so trash the other day, and it was just glorious to watch. Awesome, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shout that out. Uh the we're gonna wrap up here. Sign Viking signed Stefan Weatherly. They cut Riley Reef. Cut Dan Bailey. Hi, Riley Reed. I love Riley Reed. Reef. Continue. People will get it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cut Dan Bailey. Cut Shamar Stefan. Uh, cut Cord- Cordrea Tank- Tankersley. God, I can't talk today. Jesus. Uh, Sounds like the key and peel skit. Yeah, no kidding. Signed Delvin Tomlinson and Nick Vigil. Nick Vigil sucks. The Patriots did a lot of stuff. They re-signed Cam Newton, thank God. Yeah, they handed out money. Uh, they signed <laughs> Justin Bethel, traded Marcus Cannon, uh, traded for Trent Brown, Signed Janu Smith, signed Davin Godot, G-O-D-C-H-A-U-X. I don't know how those Cajun names are pronounced half the time. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on TikTok and find my my Cajun my Cajun teacher and ask him. Uh signed Jalen Mills, <laughs> re-signed uh Dietrich Wise, signed Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Matt Judon, Henry Davis, Carl Davis, or sorry, Henry Anderson, Carl Davis, my little cross eye, and then Hunter Henry. <laughs> Uh, they are making moves to not be in the basement this year, and still I don't, might end up there. Uh, still might end up there. Ah, eh, well, the Jets, really, the, the, the Jets mean. are going to push them for it. But uh, the Saints put a tag on Marcus William. They cut Emmanuel Sanders. Thanks, come to game to the Bills, dude. I don't know. They they're still like twenty two million I under know. the cap, and they got to be under it by four o'clock today. I, I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, they cut Janoris Jenkins. They cut Thomas Morstead. Cut Josh Hill. Traded Malcolm Brown. Cut Nick Easton. Cut Quan Alexander. Remember when Quan Alexander yeah. was like the best linebacker? Uh, in the he's still really good. I wouldn't yeah. mind in- inquiring about the price on on him. Uh, they re-signed Ty Montgomery and re-signed Jameis Winston. 
The Giants signed Leonard Williams. They cut Kevin Zietler. They cut Golden Tate, cut David Mayo, and signed John Ross. The Jets put the tag on Marcus May, cut Henry Anderson, signed Jared Davis, signed Corey yeah, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Yeah, Corey and, Davis is a beast. And they signed edge defender Carl Lawson. Yeah, I was pissed about that. I wanted Carl Lawson. All the Eagles did was cut people. Uh, and yeah, they had to. Trayvon another, Hunter, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Mal- Malik Jackson. I, is is Jason Peters still on that team for some reason? Apparently, that's amazing. He's got to he's got to have something on somebody there. Uh, that's what I'm. Uh, like he's got he's got like nudes of the owner's wife or something. I who knows? Is she hot? Uh, who who knows? You want these to go public? Keep me on this team. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the Steelers, they signed B.J. Finney. They cut Vince Williams. They re-signed Ray Ray McLeod III, and they signed Cameron Sutton. Uh, the Niners re-signed Jason Verrett. They re-signed Emmanuel Mosley. Re-signed a fullback. Kyle Best running back named Juice in the state of California ever. You heard it. Does he drive a white Bronco? I don't know, but he definitely didn't stab anybody. Yeah, that's fair. He might have. He could write a book. I didn't do it, but if I did. <laughs> but if I <laughs> had. Wait, wait, that's a, that's a different running back named Juice. Uh, signed edge defender Samson Abaukum. Abukum? Abukum. Abukum. Uh, signed to tackle Trent Williams and made him the highest paid offensive lineman yeah, ever. Yeah, that was a fat contract. That was a big fat contract. And they signed center Alex Mack. Uh, again, if you don't think oh, they're... Oh, he's still around. Yeah, if you don't think they're dedicated to running the football and protecting whoever's under center for them. It doesn't really matter if it's C.J. Beathard or uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, they're, they're the same guy. That's not true. Beathard is way, way better. Way more gooder. He's an Iowa boy. Go Hawkeyes. Uh, the Seahawks cut Carlos Dunlap, Josh Gordon, who then went to go play in fan-controlled football. And yeah, having, with, Johnny, with Johnny Football. Having Dude, a day. That league is, like, I don't of, know if you've it's, seen it's any fun. of the highlights. It's fun. Marshawn was on there talking about taking a dump while, like, a team scored. <laughs> it was amazing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Greg Olson got cut. And I'd be li- Also, the- I would be lying if I said I didn't send an email with my highlight tape for that league. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope they call you. They, they did not. Oh, boy. Uh, they signed uh, Akilo Witherspoon also for the Seahawks. The Bucks tagged Chris Godwin, re-signed Levante David, re-signed Shaq Barrett, re-signed Kevin Minter, and re-signed Rob Gronkowski. So they are, they are doing everything in their power to keep that. They're also saying run it back. Yeah, they're they're saying let's go. We 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 want it. We're going to win it again. Uh, the Titans traded Isaiah Wilson. Uh, they cut Malcolm Butler, cut Kenny Vaccaro, cut Adam Humphreys, cut Chris Milton, cut. A Dory Jackson cut Dennis Kelly. Wouldn't mind inquiring about a Dory Jackson as well there, Bean. You know, still looking for that hardcore number two corner. Not only number two corner, he's a return guy. Right. And Roberts is gone and McKenzie hasn't resigned. So uh we signed edge there they signed edge defender Danico Autry, signed Bud Dupree, signed Kendall Lamb, and signed Janoris Jenkins. The football team to round things out. This, and I love this one. I'm so the pumped. I'm signing. so pumped. The best. Place the franchise tag on Brandon Shreef. Uh, resigned kicker Dustin Hopkins. Cut Alex Smith. Cut Thomas Davis. Signed William Jackson the third. Signed Lamar Miller. And one year, ten million for the seventeenth season. The beard lives. Fitz Magic, baby. Fitz Magic's a Hall of Famer. Can he not make the playoffs for the seventeenth year in a row? Fitzmagic is a hall. I of would famer. say that the Sabers are chasing him. Yeah, the Sabers are chasing him. 
And oh, you know Fitz, what? One of these days they're going to catch him. Fitz, Mag- catch him. Fitz Magic's drought is almost as old as the Bills was. Yeah, but his is wildly more entertaining. Listen, because the Bills are part of it. That is that is true. And listen, I in more ways than one. I was there that week seventeen when he was on the Jets and he threw the four picks. We were going ballistic. I had a lengthy conversation with friends of ours from the two point conversation, Mister Andrew Lenz, that Ryan Fitzpatrick is a verified Hall of Famer. I don't uh, disagree with that because you can't tell the story of football without Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can't. And here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you, and this is where we're going to wrap things up today, because um, we're you know. Actually, this will be one of our longest episodes to date. Uh, So, Mr. Fitzpatrick is 35th all-time in touchdowns and 30th all-time in yardage. And if he duplicates his production from last year, which he started seven, played in nine, he will go into the mid-20s for yardage and as low as 30 just by matching last year's production in seven starts. And I don't know, man. He can do it. So he, he's he a could, beast, he could, man. He could be a top twenty-five guy in one category and a top thirty in the other. And I'm sorry, that is when he's only played sixty-four percent of the games possible in his career. Yeah, honestly, the the best the best way I I need Fitzpatrick to make a run at a bowl, just like he's never made the playoffs. And then his final year, I want him to make the playoffs, make a run, win the Super Bowl, and then just walk off into the sunset. It, he he's earned it. He's he's a I love that dude. Yeah. Not to mention, after every game, he would like host a pulled pork party in his house. <laughs> like that's hilarious. Uh, he just got whooped up and down a field, and he'd be like, "Yeah, come on over, we're having some pulled pork." Dude, listen. So this man is just unbelievable. Like just watching his post game, walking out after a big win in Miami in a Hawaiian shirt. Like aviators that comb over that comb that was over Tampa. flow was it Tampa? Was, was that Tampa. Tampa? No, he did. He did one. It it didn't look as good. It didn't look as put together. Okay, no, Tampa was the open jacket. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so like Hawaii, my man looked like I. You know, when it's time to when it's time to win a football game at four thirty and hit the karaoke bar by eight. <laughs> my man, listen, I'm telling like Ryan Fitzpatrick looks like the kind of guy who has a cigarette at halftime. Like that's listen, like he's I a good old it. fashioned Super Bowl one. Like I need a, I need my marb red at half. Yeah, let me. Hit Otherwise, it. how am I supposed to chuck the rock all over the yard? I love it. He's such. He's just a beast, man. Uh, last piece of news from us here today. Uh, if you saw on social media, we are now being powered by Yelich Graphics. Mister Ben Yelich, bold claim Ben at his finest, is going to be providing us with some cool graphics, uh, jersey swaps, cool things like that. Uh, to join in with the cool questions, comments, and discussion posts that I post, along with the tits and the graphs and all the cool stuff that Mister Mister Big Diesel over here put provides. Mister Big Diesel, Mister that's Diesel. my father. Uh, just trying to, you know give you guys a better experience with some more cool stuff and not be just like everybody else. Like I, I could sit here and I could post breaking news and sign this guy, sign that guy. I do it here and there. I do it once in a while, but you know, I don't have the time or the energy to do that with every single thing that yeah. happens with the bills or the NFL and the NHL and everything else in the fucking world. So we're just going to provide you with cool stuff to talk about, cool stuff to look at. And uh, we're going to go from there. So we are currently powered by Yelich graphics. He's going to be joining us when he's done being a meat truck full of dominance on the football field for Alfred Saxon's. Uh, you know, as long as his thumb's okay. And, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I want to stress this to people. I've known this kid my whole life. Obviously, he's my younger Lo- brother. Local guy. Good guy. He is built like a brick shit house and or a very, very wide tree stump. 
and then he's got just the most delicate and fragile hands this side of the Mason Dixon, <laughs> which is why he's an artist. Yes. But the rest of him, including his brain, is just a brick shit house. I'm going to smash. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's amazing to watch. Love you, Ben. Glad to have you on board. Let's ride. Yeah. Full, full-time part of the squad now, officially one of the guys. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun with a lot of his stuff and look for his the first post I stole from him. Uh, he did a jersey swap with Josh Allen and the Sabres. So we're going to have a lot of fun. I'll post that in a couple days after this episode comes out and you guys get to hear it. So stay tuned for that. As always, check us out on the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com, along with all the other cool podcasts on there. Catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, wherever you take in your podcast stuff. And as always, give us a subscription, a like, a follow, all that on social media. You can find us by, just by typing in hats, stats, and stats. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Love to have you.